What a way to celebrate our 100th episode than by ranking quarterbacks. So we are going to celebrate not only our finale of the player rankings, but we're also celebrating our 100th, that is a century worth of episodes. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. Guys, we made it. We have officially made it. 100 episodes. Let's be honest. Do, did we see it happening? I know I did, but did did you guys see it happening that we would make it this far? Yes. I mean, I mean, I, I joined later, but of course. I mean, and not just not just because I, I was completely anal about getting our episodes out and saying we can't skip episodes, but I mean, like it. We we. I mean, it, we've had to bend over backwards. How many episodes have I done? not in the state of Massachusetts over the, over the years. I think I've done, well, right now, I mean, I'm in the Cape. I'm on the Cape right now. So I couldn't miss this one right now. What's that? Isn't that still mass? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like I'm on, I'm on the Cape. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation outside of my home. And I think I've done an episode. I think I've done an episode in a, in a, in a hotel room before. Mm -hmm. And on the, on the outer banks on a beach, I mean, man, it's, it's, it's been a lot of effort, but it's, it's all been worth it in the end. This has been great. You guys have been great. Uh, I'm talking to you guys, the listeners. Wow. We couldn't have done it without you guys and, and without my co-hosts guys, you, like on it, like seriously though, you, t- you two, CJ and Justin, you guys have been able to step in whenever I'm not able to make it and do any episodes where I'm like, it's physically impossible for me to come in. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for everybody. And we're going to, we're going to reflect on this time, but we need to, we do have an episode to get into and this is a juicy one. And what better than to, again, what better to finish our, uh, our player rankings than with quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And we're going to rank, just like we have before, we're going to rank our top five. Then we're going to go to the fan box to talk about your picks for basically the honorable mentions. So we'll get into the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. So we'll start with the top five quarterbacks in the league. CJ, kick us off. Well, well, no pressure or anything. But coming in at number five, from the LA Rams, Matthew Stafford. Now, I've seen a lot of lists across Instagram that don't have him top five. And to those people, I say, kindly get a CAT scan. The man just won a Super Bowl. But all that aside, this list is about how we think they're going to be moving forward into next year. And there's no reason to believe Stafford won't be better. Look at what he has around him. A decent O-line, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, and Van Jefferson at wide receiver, and on top of that, a nice dual threat in the backfield of Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. Like I, and like I said, there, there's no reason to believe with that team around him that they will not, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's no reason to believe that they won't at least contend for another Super Bowl. And I mean, I understand you could put Justin Herbert, you could put Joe Burrow, but come on, Stafford just won a ring and you know he's hungry for more. There's something to be said for that fire, and there's something to be said for, like I said, for picking up Allen Robinson for agency, and they were able to retain Tyler Higby. So all in all, Stafford is 
certainly a top five quarterback. Number five, but top five nonetheless. All right, there you go. Matthew Stafford at number five for CJ. So, Tuck, who's your number five? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, I can, can hear, hear you. you. All right, cool. All right, so my number five, coincidentally, after looking at it for a long time and looking at all the quarterbacks and putting it into perspective, it is kind of absurd that we wouldn't put Matthew Stafford in this list. So I put him at five. The reason being is he kind of had a Tom Brady-like season in his first season, threw for over 4,000 yards, over 40 touchdowns, and led his team to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl in that time. So I imagine him to not only to carry that into the next season, but to increase that since he's now has rapport with his OC and his receivers. I believe the, I believe the receiving core will get better. And I believe that the running game will get better over time. And that defense still maintains Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. So I think overall, they still have a good chance to make it to the Super Bowl again. All right, guys. So, I was very torn on who to pick between Matthew Stafford and Joey Burrow. And upon, and usually we don't expose our lists right before the episode, but I was kind of torn. So I had to ask CJ and he said he had, he was, he was, he was debating the same thing, but he picked Stafford. So because it's so close and I want to add more diversity to the list, I'm going to pick Joe Burrow for number five. And the reason I have him number five, number one, he's young. He is younger than Matthew Stafford. And on top of having a, an incredible sophomore year, uh, his, the only chink in this team in this team's armor was the offensive line. That's been that has had a complete makeover, and that was that was mainly the only issue. Like the only issue, if you looked into that regular season for Joe Burrow in games where he was sacked four times or more. Actually, I think it was like three times, three, four times or more, somewhere around there. I, I pointed out a statistic going into that, going into that, uh, that postseason. He had a he had a losing record by a mile. I think he only had like two wins, and he was sat and he had games where that that was hap- happening. Like, I think it was like six times, so two and six, in games where he was sacked four times or more. So mm-hmm. that's been fixed up. On top of that, the defense has helped out. So that will keep the offense off the field every now and then, give Joe Burrow a rest. So you think about what he, the stats he was able to put up with, you know, without an offensive line. With, he barely had time to, to throw. Now, now look at what he has. He, he, has all time, he has all the time in the world to get the ball to, J, to Jamar Chase, to get the ball to T. Higgins, to Tyler Boyd. No C.J. Uzama, but they just got another kid Forgetting his name, they but they got a they got a tight end to replace Uzama, so it's going to be the same season except better. And I understand the Super Bowl hangover thing is a real thing, especially for the team that loses. However, it's hard to look at this Bengals team and say that they're not improved, and they're still young. So until I'm until I'm proven otherwise, I have Joey Burrow going at number five. Ugh, All right. But, okay. I mean, but hey, Adam, you already said I was waffling with the same thing. So it's like, you know, you could basically flip a coin. I just went in a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Matthew Stafford had a good year, but mm-hmm. in fact, an incredible year. What, 42 touchdowns? Four, 40 touchdowns. 41. 41. 
and he did throw 17 picks, was which was the issue. But um, I ultimately went with Joe Burrow just because he's younger, and because Stafford, it is he is in his first year with them, and he had a great year. But I'd like to see him do it again too. It's the same thing with Cooper Cup. Remember Tuck last year, last week. I only had Cooper Cup lower than he should be because he's only had that elite year this year. I want to see him do it again. Prove you can do that. Excuse me on a consi- on a consistent basis. All right, but uh, CJ, you want to give me your number four? Well, as a matter of fact, I do. Coming at number four from the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, and I can already hear Bills Mafia complaining that he should be higher. But I'm not going to spoil the rest of the list. But for the three people ahead of him, their stats are kind of similar, but they're all a li- just a little bit better than Allen. And, I mean, his team kind of stayed the same. I mean, we'll see how the additions of guys like Jamison Crowder and I think James Cook work. Yeah. But right. overall, Josh Allen worries me just a little bit. And and here's here's why. You know, 15 picks last year compared to 36 touchdowns. I mean, that's good, but, you know, he's got to cut down on those. His completion percentage was a 63.3%, which is the worst of everyone in my top five. And on top of that, he scrambles way too much. And I've had Bills fans say to me, but look, he's a big guy. He can knock around the DBs. I'm like, yeah, until they start going for his legs. That's exactly what happened to Cam Newton. But look, Josh Allen, all that aside, is still a phenomenal quarterback. He's got a great arm and he can run, but he should be more of a pocket guy and run only when need be. That's how you stay in the league for a long time. But that's either here nor there. Yeah, you can do both. I like it. Huh? He can. I, I said. John, I said Josh Allen can do both, and I, I really like that about him. No, I do too. But like, he's got to become a smarter scrambler. Yeah. But e- but either way, when I see Allen, it's like obviously he's top five, but his team around him really didn't improve, so he's really going to have to make to take the next step and be MVP if he wants to move into the top three. Let's look at this for a second. This uh, it's uh, the fantasy football guy. He said Josh Allen needs to stay a pocket passer. Yes, I agree. In fact, I I remember I heard a saying. I don't remember who it's from, some football guy who said, I see a lot of young scramblers in the league, but you never see any old ones. I'll leave it at that. Yep, that's right. That's a good – That's a good. uh, it's funny how that works. Hmm. I mean, the only old – ish scrambler you could say is russell wilson that's because russell wilson is what i call a smart scrambler he's not looking for like the 40 yard touchdown run he gets the first down he slides or he ducks out of bounds he doesn't take unnecessary hits like all these other ones and like i said i know allen's a bigger guy but those hits add up and they add up fast just ask cam newton yeah josh like allen's said, kind of that plow through your face type player but yeah, at the so same time cam. Cam, but Cam Newton was he lived by the by his running game, man. I mean that that's what yeah. that was his bread and butter. Yeah, but I'm just saying, Josh, Josh Allen's Allen, a great quarterback, and I don't want him to hurt himself. I agree, I agree. But, but overall, uh, that this is like no Josh Allen slander, though. Like I said, still phenomenal, great arm, 36 touchdowns. He and Stephon Diggs are one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos, and he cements himself firmly in the top five. Oh my bad. Well. Size is so fantasy football guy again. So he said size don't matter when your knees go from a uh, go bad from a hit. Yeah, this fantasy football yeah. guy, he's uh, he's got a point. 
Yeah, you are the fantasy football guy. I like it. Um, we're getting a few comments here. Oh, uh, awesome. Jeff Medeiros. So, isn't that your that's your dad? Could be. Um, Could be. <laughs> Steve Young said that said that quote, and it's true. TikTok for running quarterbacks. Yeah, a lot of them. Like I said, there's a difference between being a scrambler and a smart scrambler. We need to see less, you know, like Tyler Huntley's and I was going to say a certain other quarterback, but Tucker would have had my head on the spike. And, you know, and we need to see more Russell Wilson's guys that, you know, stay smarter. You know, guys that can scramble but pocket first. Like you, you can't – you're selling yourself short when, you, when your first option is scrambling. I'm not saying it's Allen's first option, but it's a very valid point. Yeah. Um, all right. Without further ado, uh, let's go to – let's go to Tuck. And let's hear right. his, uh, what he has to say for his number All right, four. My number four guy. I don't care if you guys make it sound like it's biased. Oh, he my. Is. No. Yes, he is top five. Lamar? Yes. yes oh, Lamar. I told you. I told you. No, no, yeah, yeah, Adam, you yes, were right. You called it. You called it. Now, t- it, no, 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 no. All I'm going to say is in the words of the immortal Hank Hill, that boy ain't right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Can I, 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 Can I, I said it. I said <laughs> oh my just, just let's let's hear his explanation all right first. okay you better wow me man all right as far it kind of i kind of like the way this, this conversation was going with the running quarterback but lamar jackson can actually pass from the pocket he's actually proven that he can be a smart reliable quarterback from the pocket this year just as the denver broncos when he threw for 319 yards against them from the pocket scrambled very little and can basically beat them at their own home field. And then he went on Monday night, the next game against the Colts. Fairly good defense threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns, and beat them in overtime. Came back from 19 points down, was able to do that. So he has shown you flashes or at least consistency within games that he is able to beat you from the pocket. It just so happens that his second best ability, it's not his first best, it's his second best. His second best ability is his his ability to get out of the pocket and scramble for first downs. And I understand that you guys are worried about him taking hits, but the way that he gets down before he takes the big ones is something I find very, very like good about him. He doesn't take the big hits often, but the biggest hits he often takes is because of his inept defensive line. <sighs> don't need to talk about that. But I don't really blame it on Lamar. I just blame it on the lack of Ronnie Stanley being there and having Alejandro Villanueva to fill in. So if he just stopped taking sacks, I think he'd be more like suitable to continue to be a passer. Now, does the offense help him in that regard? No. But again, I've seen improvements from his rookie year on to now, which makes me think that he can be a competent quarterback. And due to his all-around ability, I find it ridiculous to think that he's not a top 10, if not a top five quarterback. That's why I put him number four. Yeah, look, I might have him number uh, at top 10, but I'd probably have I mean, him at uh, nine or eight, maybe. Like, I, I could put him in the top seven, but the problem is number one, he's I'm coming off an injury. Exactly. And, yeah. and he, he has four around. I'm sorry, Adam, continue. Like, I- injuries have been an issue for him in the uh, recently. And it. I mean, he is a running quarterback. That's the issue. And he can't, he has shown the ability to, to pass. The question is, can he do it consistently? I haven't seen that yet. And I need to be able to see, I need to see him do it more consistently because eventually those legs are going to give out. 
Like he's going to slow down one way or another, whether he gets hurt or whether he just straight up just old age, he's not the same player. And what he does from there is going to be what really defines Lamar Jackson's career. Um, All right. So can I give my number four now? Wait, hold on, Adam. Can I just chime in real quick? Sure. Tucker, you you know me. You know me, man. And you know know I'm actually a Lamar fan. I like the guy. But he's never thrown for anything – above 3,200 yards in his career. And look, that, that might be selling a bit short because he has an arm. He's got a cannon. But we also know that a quarterback is only as good a lot of times as the team around him. Plain and simple, I do outside of Mark Andrews, I'm not crazy about that core around him. If your receiver one is Rashad Bateman, I'm going to have to raise a quizzical eyebrow. Yeah, I it's just it's a tough one it's tough to have him in the in the top five i i could make a case for top 10 in fact i probably would have him top 10 Mm -hmm. but top five i mean that's tough that is tough we respect your opinion though no i understand it the guy the fantasy football guy where did he have matthew stafford before the season because i really hold on hold on Adam, can you read the quote for playback? All right. So uh, for those of you who are listening on uh, on one of our audio platforms, he said, so the fantasy football guy says, I can't take Lamar as a top five quarterback until he proves himself in the playoffs. His playoff stats pass a rating of 98.3, excuse me, 68.3 with 900 yards, three touchdowns and five interceptions in four games. So the 900 yards is impressive, passing yards for for a guy who runs a lot. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns to five interceptions. Yes. So the turnovers need to the turnovers definitely. I mean, he's always had an arm. We've always known that mm-hmm. since he's come out of college. The question was always his accuracy, and three touchdowns to five interceptions. That is tough. I just want context behind those interceptions. Is all. Some of them were bad, like the interception against the Buffalo Bills for a touchdown. However, one of I believe like one or two of them weren't his fault. I'm not going to hold them against him. But again, it says a lot to me that he's consistently able to take his team to the playoffs. And he actually has a playoff victory in his hand. So I can't, like, as much as we want to kill him for his, like, accuracy problems, it's not always him. Yeah. That's All fair. right. Well, we appreciate the fantasy football guy. We appreciate you guys, uh, your uh, your interaction so far. Three comments here, and uh, if you have any other thoughts, definitely give, definitely shout them out. Um, and I think, holy crap, he sent yeah. another one. Uh, I'll, I'll put, okay, so he says, here's here's another one. So, uh, but Lamar needs a better core to throw to, in my opinion. So that's what yeah. one thing CJ said. Uh, Rashad Bateman has shown promise, but if he's your top guy, that's tough. Who's who said fair enough? That's me. from the Ruski podcast. That's oh. me. So that's Tucker. Okay. Because okay. if, if it's Fumble Ruski podcast, that's one of our co-hosts, maybe one of our former guys who used to be on. We were going to have Brian Mucker, one of our original co- co-hosts for our hundredth episode, but uh, and he was going to be on until the last minute, where he fittingly could not show up so brian is once again out tonight um all right so my number four so it's important to look at these 
uh, these rankings, you have to look at how you're going to put them. So is it based on the quarterback themselves, how they, how they are skilled or excuse me, based off of the numbers that they're going to put up. So if we're going by the numbers, this is going to be hard for me to do because I, I feel uncomfortable putting our, the, the reigning league MVP number four, but with the weapons that he has lost, I have no choice but to. His numbers are going to dip a lot, and he's going to be put at a uh, – so, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, number four. He's, he's not going to put up the same numbers as he did. He might be, he might be good, but they're def- it's obvious that they're going to force him to be a game manager. And some, somebody's going to step up, and they're going to put up some good yardage. There could be the Alan Lazards, the Christian Watsons, the Sammy Watkins of the world. Those could all pan one of those guys or both or t- two of them could pan out. However, I can't without that legitimate number one guy and with how they used how with how they've been building the, this defense, it leads me to believe that they're they're looking for Aaron Rodgers to be a to be a game manager. And when you're a game manager, you can't really put up statistics. It just it doesn't work that way. And he's still a great quarterback. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers, number four. 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 No, I can't. No, I can't let that run. No. The reigning defending MVP is going to be four. I don't like it either, but blame the the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Okay. Look, as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers, you got to respect the guy. He, He is a great quarterback, but I also don't like what the Packers are doing to him. He's in his last. This is this is the issue with, that we had with Tom Brady as a Patriots fan. Towards the mm-hmm. end of his career in New England, they did not surround him with the weapons that he needed late in his career, and that's why he left. And here, Aaron Rodgers, they, he he got. I mean, it was a damn miracle. They got them. They got Green Bay. Got him to commit again to stay with that team, and. Well, they didn't again, do anything he, to, to surround him with that. I was going to say, well, then again, he, he was under the impression that uh, Devontae Adams was going to stay. That is, well. yes. And, he, but you had two first-round picks. So what do you do? You either fortify that defense and have Aaron Rodgers be a game manager, which, they, which is what they did, or you use one of those first-round picks to trade for a top receiver. Or and and maybe package in a it is a, it is a late first round pick. Both of them were late firsts. You package one of those. You package one of those in with like let's say a second rounder, and you go out and get an AJ Brown, or maybe a Debo Samuel. Ooh, Debo Samuel would have worked. But then again, Debo sent they De, uh, the the 49ers let uh, turn down a lot of big time offers for Debo Samuel. I think one of them was one of the Jets first round picks. And I believe that first round, it was it was crazy. But Aaron Rod- I, I just have no choice. Aaron Rodgers, number four. And the only reason I have him number four is out of respect for Aaron Rodgers and not out of the top five. Because if his name take the name off the back of his jersey and you look at the situation he's in, how are you going to be able to put up those put up good enough numbers to retain the numbers that he's been putting up the past couple seasons? I have him number four in the top five, out of respect for the name Aaron Rodgers. And this coming from somebody who doesn't really like Aaron Rodgers that much. We did get another, here's fair enough. 
from oh hang on so sport fans only sports network okay so that was that was uh that was so i'm looking at the comments here i'm trying to see here we go i think he's number two he seem he seemed to make things happen with what he has he has a he he's a leader but losing Devonte adams lead will definitely sorry sorry dude the, the grammar is just a little tough to comprehend that's all that's okay though uh, Devonte Adams leaving will definitely affect them. This will be a go. He he was he was his cl- his go to in clutch situations. Uh, it's either I'm dyslexic dyslexic or I'm Adam. Just, I got it. It uh, says yeah. it. I think he's number two. He seems to make things happen with what he has. He's a leader, but losing Devonte Adams will definitely affect who. will definitely affect who will be his go to guy in clutch situations. I think. The lack of so, period is what's killing you, Adam. Yeah, the, I think that I think that was it. Um, there, no worries. Everything else was. He goes, sorry, driving. Oh, we can't. <laughs> dude, we can't I'm sorry. Put, can't. All right. So he said, sorry, driving. Oh, Please. that's just fine, man. I appreciate everything that you've you've said dur- during this episode, fantasy mm-hmm. football guy. But please put your phone down. We're we're looking out for your safety, dude. No texting um, while driving. Exactly. Unless or, you're doing or commenting on the to... Fumble Ruski podcast as much as we do, we do uh, appreciate it. Unless you're doing um, that voice text, which is per- through Alexa, which is perfectly acceptable. All right. Okay. That's cool. um, CJ. So we are we are we are getting longer long on time for this segment, but CJ, you want to give me your number three? Sure. So now, old old Justin Tucker there didn't much like Rogers at four. Maybe you'll feel better with Rogers at three. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is my number three. Yeah. And for all the cheeseheads going, oh, my God, he's the reigning MVP, I say, uh, pick up your ears and listen up. Rodgers, 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 Rodgers. Everybody loves to balk at the fact he only threw four picks last year, and he's the MVP. But see, here's the thing. The MVP is a regular season award, kind of oh. like how A-Rod is a regular season quarterback. I mean, uh, barely got uh, over 4,000 yards last year. His completion percentage good, touchdown-interception ratio insane. But dude just disappears in the playoffs, and it's a problem that will only get worse without Devontae Adams. And, and you know, Adam, we've had this conversation a lot. I know they drafted Christian Watson early in the second round. I'm not a Christian Watson fan, and I think Alan Lazard is not your wide receiver one. He's never been anything more than a meh wide receiver, too. You lost Valdez Scantling as well, other than Adams, and you lost Equinemia St. Brown. And not to mention, like, you've got the injury-prone uh, Sammy Watkins for some yeah. reason. And, I mean, the only thing I'll say is, like, the running game. The running game is solid. you got Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon, and good old uh, Aaron Jones back there. But when you're kind of transitioning to a run-first offense, that whole game manager point Adam brings really gains some credence. But yeah, but Rodgers, you know, as they say, he's a bad man. So I just, I don't think he'll be awful, but I don't think he's going to be MVP again just because of the team around him. I don't think he'll right. be MVP going back to back to back. That doesn't happen. I don't think they'll give it to no. him three times. And she before. shouldn't even want it last year. It should have been to Brady. Brady's numbers were better, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, but, and, but like also, he'll be lucky if he makes a Pro Bowl. 
with the well, weapons with the pieces he has around no, him. He'll make a Pro Bowl. Just oh, he'll make a Pro Bowl only because the Pro Bowl is about name value. All the elite underrated guys never go. So he's almost got his ticket stamped. Yeah. And there's it's also it also has somewhat become like whoever's available that Sunday. Yeah. Um yeah. I do want to talk. He about should be available. He ain't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Here, Tuck, you want to give me your number three? All right. My number three guy is Tom Brady. Okay. Blasphemy, but continue. <laughs> <All right. laughs> A bit low, don't right. you think? No, 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 because the other two guys are just freaks of nature. All right, the reason I put Tom Brady here is because, like Aaron Rodgers, they both lost in the divisional round. That's tough. Um, he actually made a couple of mistakes that were costly in the middle of the game against the Rams. That was costly. And he's going into his final season. I thought last year was his final season, but Tom Brady decided, nah, I need another Super Bowl before I retire, so I'm going to come back and hopefully win another one for the Buccaneers before I ride off into the sunset and collect those AARP checks. But anyway... <laughs> I believe that they need to build the team a little bit more around him, more specifically in the running game, because right now uh, Leonard Fournette is around like 260. My God. <laughs> so oh, I believe they need a little bit of tweaking in the running game. Yeah, I believe a little bit more tweaking in the running game will be fine, because if they're not worried about the run game, then Brady will have to win with his passing. And I don't think that's something Brady should have to do at this age and at this point in time in his career. So I believe he'll be more reliant in moving forward. I'm he'll still be top three, but I just can't rule anything outside with the other two in front of him. All right, Tom Brady number three for Tuck. He's top three. It's not like I said he's not even top five. He's top three. Yeah, but I mean, top five is the bare minimum. Just mm-hmm. saying, yeah. top five is the bare minimum. Wait, wait, wait a second. So this is your top. That's number three, which means you have two more left. Yeah. Who who do you not have? Uh oh. I think five? I know exactly who he. But, but I think but I know Adam, exactly you, who it is. You, you gotta think about that deduction. Who do you not have? It okay. You know what? We're All going right. to burn that bridge when we come to it. Here's here's going to be. I think I think I know who his one and two are because my four was Aaron Rodgers and my number three is Patrick Mahomes, and. The it, it's for they very much the same reasons that I had Aaron Rodgers number four, except I think Patrick Mahomes has a more, much more functional offense to work around. I think Juju Smith Schuster is a is a piece who can very much work out for them if he's healthy and everything works right. And Marquez Valdez Scantling is another is a good deep threat. He's definitely no Tyreek Hill, but he 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 brings that big playability. So they can in a way analytically, they can almost recreate Tyreek Hill after losing him. And without having that star player, it'll definitely be a drop off, but I think Patrick Mahomes will find a way to put up statistics again. And don't forget he still has Travis Kelsey to throw to. And he's also younger than Aaron Rodgers, which is another reason why I have him higher. He just he just he's more capable to do more with less at this at this point in his career. Not that Rodgers can't, but I just have more confidence that Patrick Mahomes can, and he'll put up solid statistics. And he's good to make my top three. So there's my pick. And I know I know that's going to be what it is. I know don't don't tell me, don't tell me. We'll get there. We'll get there. 
But uh, all right, <laughs> CJ, how about you give me your, give me your. What are we at our number two now? Yes, we are. Yeah. Give us, give me your number two. All right, Shoot. kicking off our number twos <laughs> is uh, Patrick Mahomes from the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Mahomes did suffer a wee bit of a drop-off, you know, 4,800 yards, but still 37 touchdowns, 13 picks, 66% completion percentage. That's good. Now, he did lose Tyreek Hill. I will grant you that. But the reason I have him above Rodgers is because still the core around him is better. Juju was hurt last year, and he could probably – getting maybe back to his uh, top 15 form. But, uh, you got their uh, running uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. The, who's the other fast guy they have on that one? You know the one they took in the second round? Hardman. Yes, Nicole Hardman. Nicole yeah. Hardman has to step up. This is his uh, put-up-or-shut-up year, basically. And even and you could talk about his wide receiver core all day. And, look, you know the cupboard's not looking too well. But you still have Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey, as we said, is like the best tight end in the NFL. And that's got to count for something. He might get doubled more, but still, like, that's better than nothing. And if he gets doubled, that could totally open up the lanes for Juju or Miko Hardman or Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Sky Moore, who they drafted in, I believe, the second round. So all things oh, considered. Yeah, yeah. But all things considered, even their defense got a little better. So, yeah, but simply because Patrick Mahomes can do everything Aaron Rodgers can do, but better, I'm putting Mahomes at number two. And and also, right, they did go. have, uh, whatchamacallit, they did pick up undrafted free agent Justin Ross, who oh, yeah, he was up, could be a major upgrade for that offense, but if he can Absolutely. stay open. That's a big All right, my, know. All right, my number two is Aaron Rodgers. Now, granted, everybody picks on – he doesn't have – Devontae Adams anymore. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. Well, he didn't have Devontae Aaron. I mean, Devontae Adams against the Arizona Cardinals, and he was still able to put up decent numbers and able to keep them afloat to win the game against the Arizona Cardinals. So he's still able to do more with less at this heightened age. Would I like that? No. I would very much like for Christian Watson to be a good receiver. Or, you know, I'm sorry, what? Sammy Watkins to at least stay healthy for Aaron Rodgers, but I can't. I can't bank on that. So I'd have to see what Christian Watson can do and see what that offense can do around him. But if you ask Aaron Rodgers to be a sufficient game manager, he's more than capable of doing that and then some. And so when I look at the offense around him and I look at the pieces around him, I could see potential times where I could, where AJ Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones are on, are on the field and Aaron Jones is in the slide and he can pass it to Aaron Jones because he's capable of doing that. So I believe Aaron Jones might have an upgraded role in, in play calling and, you know, well, not play calling, in, in plays where he can run and catch the ball out of the backfield. And looking at that defense and how much they've upgraded, I can see them still being a playoff team and still contending and Aaron Rodgers still being the difference maker on and on the field and potentially off the field, depending on what he does. All right. Here's what I so I I predicted I predicted your number four correctly or excuse me your number two correctly, yeah. Um, and I can't wait for your number one, uh, and I can't wait for mine either. But we're at number two right now, and I have Josh Allen, and the reason I have Josh Allen is because he has largely the same team that he around him, except he got younger. They the team got younger at the slot position, with going from. Cole Beasley to Jamison Crowder, 
and at the wide receiver position, they stayed the same. So, uh, so uh, Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, who even at this at the age he's at, is still putting up good numbers. And they also added a running game. The rushing game has gotten much better. James Cook looks like a uh, looks like a piece who could really help out this running game. They have Zach Wilson. Uh, no, uh, Zach. Excuse me, Zach Moss. Uh, for. Uh, <laughs> Force a habit from uh, from recent trends going on in at the in the Jets organization with their quarterback with Zach Wilson, but Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, James Cook, very much improved uh, running back room, and their line looks pretty much the same, pretty good. Their defense looks still pretty good, so logically, Josh Allen hit with their team kind of upgrading, especially the offense then I'm going to have him higher than the two behind him because that team, the, uh, the, t- the teams behind him have just completely just fallen off. It's not looking good for them. So the, the Bills are just a team that I, I really like this year. I think they're going to go pretty far. So Josh Allen, number two. Did their defense oh, improve? Would... Yeah, they got Vaughn they... Miller. Yeah, but is he really gonna be his LA self? Yeah, yeah. So he didn't sign. He didn't show any signs of slowing down. It's more so um, the back end I'm worried about because Hunter Davis White just came out and just got injured last year, and they lost Levi Wallace. They did lose Levi free Wallace. Agency, so yeah, didn't they? But they got they got a kid in the draft, didn't they? In the first round. Yes, they, yeah, they they took a they took a corner in the first round, so they are they did address that position, but largely this is this is pretty much the same team as last year, mm-hmm. except right. except except they've improved at some spots on the offensive side. So yeah, Josh Allen's going to go crazy. Also, he he has shown his ability to play on that big stage. He really has. He made it to the AFC Championship la- the uh, two years ago. Didn't do so well there, but yeah. then he went back to, well, the divisional round, but back to the same place and very nearly beat Patrick Mahomes, who's already almost, I mean, his pedigree is at a point of a season vet. So he went toe-to-toe with that guy. So Josh Allen, he's my number, he's my number two guy ne- going into next year. He has all the momentum in the world to do it. And yeah. uh, can I, can, so... I want to give my number one, too, to start things off. All right, boys. Here we go. Here we go. Our number one. And I was fighting the urge to do it. I didn't. I I wasn't. I don't know. I, I wasn't like because I didn't want to be called called bias because I, I have made it very clear my bias towards this guy. But looking at it logically. And analytically, Tom Brady, I don't care. I don't care. Tom Brady is going to be the best next year. This Look guy. at it this way. This he, he still has a very good team around him. And and the defense looks better. The, the offensive line managed to stay ar- around the same level, even though they lost two of their guards. And they got younger at the running back, the running back position, adding Rashad White in the draft. And most important of all, he's going into his age 45 season. 
which you would one would think you would say, okay, he's getting older. He needs to. We can't. We can't have him that high because it's too much of a risk. But he's been wanting to play through his age forty-five season for years. He came out of retirement. He 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 unretired. He retired for two months and then realized, wait a second, I really wanted to play till this age forty-five season, and now I'm gonna call it quits. Now, one year short of my ultimate goal. This is it. This is the year he wanted to play to. And do you think he's going to do this just to be okay? Just to kind of have a, a mediocre year? Just get by? Just like, oh yeah, you know, for an age 45 guy, for a seasoned vet, he was pretty good. No. No. He wants to win league MVP. He wants to win a Super Bowl. He wants to win Super Bowl MVP. He wants to get it, get an all-pro. He wants all that. He wants all of it. He wants everything. And he's going to go for it all. And my number one, because of that, is going to be Tom Brady, the GOAT. And he's going to go out showing just why he has been crowned by so many as the greatest quarterback to ever play. That is all. Well, This is it. This is destiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Adam, I guess I'll get my number one now. Um, and Tucker... Cover your ears. My number one is also Tom Brady. And like Adam, I wrestle with this because I looked at his stats. I look at what they did last year, and he put up insane numbers. And, of course, I was a little hesitant because everyone their mother would be like, oh, my God, you're so biased. But the numbers don't lie. 67% completion percentage. 43 touchdowns of 5,316 yards at age 44. And we were all talking about how, for a lot of quarterbacks, you're really as good as the team around you. Look, your Leonard Fournette will more than likely slim down, I would imagine. You have Rashad White in the draft. You're throwing to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, not to mention Russell Gage and Scotty Miller. And you've and the O-line's been revamped and better. And you have uh, Cameron Braid at tight end. And a re, in a slightly retooled defense, that you can't hate that. You can't even try. Like I just, there's no reason to. And like Adam said, he's got that fire. There's no reason to believe he won't make it as far as he did last year. Everyone's saying, "Oh, Father Time's coming for him." Well, I'm not saying that until I see it. I haven't seen it yet, and which is why, plain and simple, he's got a better roster around him than Mahomes and Rogers. And his numbers are simply better than Allen's and Stafford's. So and when you Rogers. combine all, <laughs> ain't that the truth? And when the you real combine... league MVP, <laughs> apparently, and not. when you combine with the MVP, wasn't Brady? Yeah, because Brady's not limited to the regular season, unlike some. But they when you just combine all that together, it's a perfect storm, and there's no. Yeah, but one of them was on an injury-riddled oh, team that's that was starting to fall oh, apart. Rodgers oh, was guys, going guys, in guys. at home, full strength. They're both at home. Full strength. They're both at home. Brady would have beaten the 49ers, changed my mind. Yeah, but what a coulda shoulda. What a coulda shoulda. And 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 eh. and I have Lamar Jackson in my top five, but whatever. Yeah, he was without Tristan Wirfs. He couldn't he, he couldn't stay on his feet. He was without Tristan Wirfs. It felt like he was throwing off his back foot every other play because there was a defender in his face. And he still made it close. And, and meanwhile, still Aaron Rodgers actually lost to a team that didn't even have an offensive touchdown. But that's neither here nor there. My point is, with everything yeah. I said about Brady, 
It's just, it's the perfect storm. There's no reason to believe he won't be number one. You can't count that out. And you know what, Tucker? If you're so sure, why don't you tell us who your number one is and also tell us who you disqualified from the top five? I disqualified Josh Allen from the top five. Uh, huh. Well, yes, my number one is Patrick Patrick Mahomes. I'm not. Right. I'm, I'm not. It was between Allen and Stafford. And I can't move the Super Bowl quarterback, the Super Bowl winning quarterback from it. So I was like, damn, damn, sorry, Josh Allen. I like you, but it's GG's for you. Now, do I believe he'll get better? Yes, but I don't know where to rank him right now because Matthew Stafford just won a Super Bowl just won the Super Bowl with the Rams in his first season, just like Tom Brady did. So no let's consideration get for Burrow, who made it to the Super Bowl? No, I'm well, not. I mean, if he didn't have any consideration for Allen, he wouldn't consider Burrow. That is right. Yeah. What makes you think I would give it to Burrow? I just can't. As much as I respect Burrow's game, I'm just not putting him top five. But, again, we're at number one, which is Patrick Mahomes. Now, granted, he did lose his number one wide receiver in Tyreek Hill. But he can more than make up for it with the pieces surrounding him. He still has Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield. He still has uh, Travis Kelsey as his tight end, which means he'll still have a reliable 1,000-yard receiver to throw to. He'll have Andy Reid, one of the best play callers on off- offense, as his head coach. And he still has uh, – and he just gained Marquez Valdez-Scantley, a solid number two, if not a good wide receiver three, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, are those guys quality number one receivers? No, but they don't have to be in that offense. As long as Patrick Mahomes has options to throw to, one of them could easily be a thousand yard receiver. I'm not saying 1,100, 1,200, 1,300, but they could easily, I could see them being a thousand yard receiver in that offense specifically. I believe Patrick Mahomes will still be good enough to make the playoffs. I'm not sure how good in the AFC West because, my God, that division looks tough right now on paper. But I still think they're good enough to make the playoffs, whether it's a five or six or seven seed. And I believe they'll still be able to make it to the AFC Championship because they have a Super Bowl championship mentality that's been proven since they've won the Super Bowl. And so they'll always be in contention with him as the quarterback because of his talent and his ability to throw the football. All right, there you go. There's our top five, our number ones. Two of us had Tom Brady, and another one of us did not have Tom Brady, had Patrick Mahomes. Did you really think I I was playing? I had him top three. I had him top three. I still think he's going to be able to put up statistics and he might be able yeah. to get them to the playoffs as well. Just he's not, mm-hmm. uh, he won't be as good as Tom Brady this year. Uh, Brady just has yeah. more weapons. Imagine Justin Tucker was biased after he put Lamar Jackson in the top five. I didn't put him number one. All right, look, we do have to get to our fan box. We're getting, there. we're getting really late on time. Um, and I would like to, to get through the fan box as well. Um, so coming up, we're going to talk about what you guys thought were the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. So this is our last fan box for our player rankings, and I have no doubt this is going to be a good one. Stay tuned. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Touchdown! Unbelievable! 
You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. And I'm Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. All right. We are on to our Fumble Rooski fan box. So what happens is we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more, and we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So our question of the week was, who is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL? So, uh, CJ, you want to kick us off with these with uh, some of these responses? Of course. Yep. We all we love the fan box, and Adam has graciously – Decided to let me read them off. Let's go. Kicking us off is good old Robert Shelley, who said David Blow, or Blau, I already pronounced it. Blau. Thanksgiving legend. Thanksgiving legend, man. Remember that time when he absolutely just torched that elite Chicago Bears defense? Was it in 2019 or 2018? One of the two. Either way, the, the Bears defense was no pushover. One of the best in the league, and they just mm-hmm. he just torched them. Him and Kenny Galladay were like Tom Brady and Randy Moss. Yeah, that or, was an exciting game. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Tom Brady and Randy Moss, best duo of all time to never to also never win a Super Bowl. Mm. But uh, what's your net? What's the next one? Next is from Patrick Williver. Derek Carr by a mile, he says. That is an underrated one. That, and I, you'll find that this was a how many? Who else picked the picked picked Derek Carr? Because right, there were a guys. bunch of them. Yep. All right. So that we don't have round. to just keep on talking about Derek yeah. Carr every time. I just want to say here, here's a lightning round. Uh, Patrick Willow versus Derek Carr. Uh, Robert Canedo also said Derek Carr. Uh, yeah. Grayson Mortimer says Derek Carr. And um, yeah, that's it. There was one more, wasn't there? I don't. Not, not, not that I see. Oh, Hang hold on. on. Oh, wait. Pat Cognetta also said Derek Carr. Ooh, we got another one right after too. Uh, uh, don't, don't forget our, our very last one. Yeah, but Pat, Pat yeah, Cognetta uh, said 100% Derek Carr. Look, this guy hasn't had the recognition he deserves since his MVP caliber season back in 2016, and mm-hmm. it was cut short. It would have been a better season, but it was cut short because he broke his leg. And earlier on in that season, I think a couple a couple weeks before he broke his finger, or uh, a couple weeks before he broke his leg, he also bent his finger a weird way, and he wasn't throwing it quite as well from that point on. It was his index finger, and I mean, you put you put those two together, and you're going to have a couple years where, I mean, you kind of fall off the map. And he was still pretty good in the in the in that time, just statistically. But the teams just weren't good, and that was kind of the reason. But uh, next response? Next is uh, Ian Malern said, Joe Burrow. Tucker, you want to take this one away? <laughs> where are you rating him exactly? I believe he's top ten. But where exactly are you rating him exactly? I believe if you yeah, think Adam he's top five. outside of the top ten, you're underrating him. I believe he's perfectly fine being in the top ten. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody said that he sucks. 
I've only heard Joe yeah. Shiesty. Yeah, I've if if yeah. to be honest, if anything, he's overrated at this bit, point. Yeah, because we're seeing we're seeing comparisons to Tom Brady, like his ability <laughs> to win. Who who compared him to Tom Brady? Some inside or some NFL analyst said that he's kind of like Tom Brady. An NFL analyst who should lose their job. Was it Rex Ryan? Probably. Have you seen how that guy coached? I mean, he did. I mean, he, beat he's been fairly entertaining as an analyst, but I yeah, mean, well, that's a tr- that's fumble. a stretch. That's my response to that. Right, I like Joe. Enough. I like Joe Burrow, but I mean, man, if anything, yeah. he's overrated. He, he's overrated, but I still really like Joe Burrow. Any any, what's let's let's keep these going. Next is a uh, John Warren says Kirk Cousins. All right, Kirk, let remember. me take this away. Let I me am. take this away. As much as I give this guy crap. That he's Kirk, that Kirk Cousins is not that good at football. He is pretty good at football. He is. I really I I do like Kirk Cousins from a production standpoint. And he he does he is serviceable at the at the quarterback position, even in, in real life. The issue is he can't he, he can't win at on the big stage. Whenever the, all the chips are pushed towards the middle of the table, he doesn't win. And Monday night football. And also Another thing to add on to it is he doesn't really win games for you. He puts you in position to potentially win games, but that's all he does. He doesn't make that killer blow to win the game. He'll be solid. He'll help you out, but he doesn't, he's not the type who's, who's going to put your team, put your team on his back and just win you the game. He just can't do that. And I think we got a couple of responses of him. Yeah. Who else said Kirk Cousins? Another guy named, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, and if you're listening, I'm sorry. Devin, I want to say Zofric, Devin also Zofric. said Kirk yeah. Cousins. Kirk Cousins. So, like, again, yeah, Kirk Cousins. I mean, I, I like I said, I like him, and I put, I put I do give him a lot of crap, but still, like, he can't, he just can't win the big games, and he doesn't really win games for you. He kind of just helps you win those games. He puts you in position to win the games, which is, I don't know. I just want more out of a quarterback. But yeah, what's next? Uh, all right. This guy also said Derek Carr. Jack Grob, good old Jack Grob, says Baker, as in Baker Mayfield. Well, yeah. he has the opportunities to do it now. We're going to find out. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson is yeah. is probably the best duo he's had. I oh, mean, Jarvis Landry yeah. and Obel, Odell Beckham looked good on paper, but it never worked out. I mean, come on. It was also, all potential with that. Also, another guy, uh, Cameron Alden, Yep, said I know that Mayfield kid Mayfield as well. He's been on our show before, a friend of mine. Yeah. He's a big-time Baker Mayfield fan. And, I, and, and, and Cam, if you're listening to this episode, tell me this. Because you never answered my question when I asked you on the social media page. Does this mean you're going to become a Panthers fan? Because he rooted for the for the Browns mainly because because of Baker Mayfield. Now Baker Mayfield's a Carolina Panther. So are you a Carolina Panthers fan? Nothing wrong with it. I just want I just want to get your get your point of view. I want to get your interests. You know. But uh, all right. What's uh, what's what's next? Cole Hinckley says Tyler Huntley, or as I like to call him, I can't believe it's not Lamar. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Well, I, I want to say I didn't come up with that, but I do like it, and that is what I call him. Wait I do like the joke. We, we it was very wholesome seeing that interview that's, where, that's where he was nice. asked where he was asked about the win and what it means to him and how he found out he was starting. He found out that morning that he was starting. He had his, got his first career win. He also went toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers in that yeah. one game. You remember that? It was go- they were going back and forth. So he was doing all right. I want to see him get another chance. I do. Yeah, I do too, too. too small a sample size to say he's underrated, but he's he's definitely he's he's exceeded expectations. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. You got a next one? Yep. Will Hinckley says, "Oh brother, not Zach Wilson." Oh boy. Mm. so not zach wilson uh how do you want to approach this one adam uh this is cougar nation baby yep all right byu cougar nation yeah uh he has more game off the field than he does on it just (laughs) not much not much more to not much more to put than that situation than it is yeah we were talking about this a little off camera isn't it so? Isn't it so disrespectful? This is basically kind of like an un- honorable mentions thing, like p- players who weren't quite top five but deserve recognition. He rec- he he mentioned his name, but he mentioned it not to be an honorable mention. That's worse than not saying his name. That's like the mm-hmm. most disrespectful thing there is. I mean, not saying that he doesn't deserve to be that he he does deserve to be mentioned because, p- quite frankly, he doesn't. He he could he could wind up panning out in these next couple of years, but yeah, he's yet to show it. Yeah, yeah, it's a killer in his rookie year. That's mm. like that's just so disrespectful. He's going out there to name him to say he's not the most underrated quarterback in the league. He, you're yeah, not. You're. Yeah. I'm going to mention you, but only to mention you because you're not an honorable mention. <laughs> like, damn. Why do you say that? Damn. Dude? Does Zach Wilson meet with his mom or something? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. He does He does have a thing for people who are older than him. I'll say BYM, that much. bring your mom. BYM. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. don't want to be his teammate after that. All right. What's your What's your net? What's the next one? Next. Cash Withers says Mike Glennon followed by four goat emojis. No, if there's ever a wrong answer, it's probably that. Let me let me just let so let, let me tell you Although something. Although he did get here. the bag and I respect it. Let me tell you something here. If you have a 7 and 33 record and over your NFL career you've made 32 million total. Think about that for a second. A 7 and 33 career record as a starter and you've made 32 million. That's impressive. Like that guy's winning. That guy's winning at life almost. Like, in a different way than a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes is. But you're making that type of money while not winning. Well, only winning in the single digits in nine years. Seven wins in nine seasons. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. That is impressive, man. All right. He got the bag. Yeah. Want to go to your ne- next one? Yeah, uh, Derek Hool says, "quote Am I allowed to say Brady?" No, no, and move on. 
Yeah, yeah he's Tucker. a little underrated. Only because people keep talking <laughs> about his age. When it comes to production, he's really not. Underrated. Look, underrated my ass. Move on. You could you could you could you could put it you can spin it two ways. You could say underrated because he's old and he's still producing. So you could say, oh, he's kind of old, people write him off. But then he is still producing. He was he was the league MVP. He was the lead MVP candidate until like the last quarter of the season when Aaron Rodgers stole it for stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, we need to move on. Tucker's foaming at the mouth. He's he's about to his he's about to spoon to gouge his eyes out with a spoon. Yeah, um, that he's underrated is really ridiculous. Let's go on. All right, all right. Give us give us your next one. Stephen Parker says Davis Mills. Interesting. Mm, I will say this: he did better than expected in Houston. Oh yeah, he was easily la- at least for last season the second best rookie quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, the bar wasn't very high, which is ridiculous considering the mm. quarterbacks that came out last year. Yeah, that was supposed to be a quarterback draft, and it just did, hasn't worked out yet. Well, And Davis Mills, the man himself, Davis Mills. And the craziest thing, I looked at his statistics. Like, as much as his statistics, like, statistical-wise, like, he's um, like he's the second-best quarterback in this uh, so far in the draft. It's also misleading. Like they're actually better than he was actually better than his stats said, because early on in the season, he started off. It was like in the first five weeks or I think it was, yeah, five weeks. He had like seven interceptions, seven out of his 10 interceptions were in the last five weeks in the first five weeks. So that means in the next 12 season, in this next 12 games, he only threw three picks. Which is which is great. It shows that he he had improve he got some improvement going. So, I honestly he could he I don't know. We'll see with we'll see with that kid. I don't want to say he could pan out because he has a low ceiling. But if he pans out, I mean, there is a quarterback who went one ninety nine overall, and he he wound up to be pretty good. It was in, back in yeah, what was, was it two thousand two thousand one. He was all right. Yeah. Um. Hmm. All right, what's your next one? All right, I think this is it because we've already spoken about all the redos. I actually, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We spoke about the car redos and the cousins redos and the other guy that said Baker. But finally, we have a guy by the name of Patrick Kozak who said Tua. There's a good one. That's a a decent pick. Mm. That's a decent pick. All I'll say is he has no reason not to succeed. I mean, that wide receiver duo is seriously good. Wow. Like, not just Tyreek Hill, but, excuse me, Jalen Waddell is basically a clone of Tyreek Hill. Maybe he, I mean, Jalen Waddell's a little bigger, actually a lot bigger, but speed, uh, play, uh, uh, play style, Wow, and they also he also has Jasicki to throw to. He has everything, man. And the the offensive line is significantly improved. If he does not work out, if this season winds up being a bust, it's because of Tua. It's because of Tua. Mm-hmm. I'll say that much. But it's mm-hmm. hard to see him succeeding, even if he is just serviceable. Like 
how do you lose games like that with that team? Like, even if you're just okay, which means I, I mean, it could be good and bad that they got all these weapons because you, because if you commit to Tua Tungavailoa and, and look at this season, if he puts up good stats, it could mask his deficiencies so that in years, in, in years coming uh, down the road, you look at it when, you know, the, it's not, the team isn't as loaded He's not going to be as good. And then they're going to be looking at like, maybe we committed to the wrong guy, you know? And it's, it's, it's not something you can really control because what are you going to do? Like, obviously you're going to try and stack your team up. You want to be, you want to build to win. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't work to, it's just, (coughs) excuse me. It's just an interesting situation there because it, it, oh, um, all right. Is that it? Is that all the responses? Yeah, I believe so. All right. There we go. Uh, so there you have it, guys. There is our fan box. And usually that means the end of our episode. But I want to go a little bit. I So I want to go one more segment. And we're going to talk. We're just going to go down memory lane. And we're going to reflect on our 100 episodes. Now, if you guys don't want to be a part of it, go ahead and tune out. But this is going to be a great, this is going to be a great segment. We're going to talk about all about, um, our, our podcast when it started versus where what our expectations are now, which, spoiler alert, they're high. So don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Ruski Podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Ruski podcast. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker here with you. And we have reached our 100th episode, as we've mentioned a couple of times so far tonight. And I just wanted to reflect a little bit on our time with you guys. And right here, I just pulled up. I'm going to pull it up on my phone. And I'm going to play a little bit of our first, of our very no. first episode. Oh, no. And kind of show you guys. Just where, just how far we've come, because this was this. So for I know for me and Tuck, this was really our first step into the sports broadcasting world, and you you knew it, you could tell. And so without further, we're just gonna show it. I think the intro is going to sh- to to come up as well, but I'll just fast forward through that and let's play it right here. All right, ready? And if it could load. Hang on. COVID scheduling. COVID scheduling. There's been a lot of chaos. And right here. Ooh, there was no intro. This episode was recorded on December 8th, 2020. Welcome to Fumble Ruski Podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. Here we discuss all things football. 
I am your host, Adam Wright. I am here with co-host Justin Tucker and Brian Mucker. Brian Mucker, who we were, he was one of our original co-hosts who we were going to have back, but uh, he was coming off work. It was a long day, so he said he couldn't make it. And a big reason why he's not with us anymore, uh, as in like he's not on the show anymore. He's not, he, he's, he's still alive. Um, <laughs> it was a very poor choice of words saying not, he's not with us. He's not on, on the team anymore. Um, he's a sports, he's a sports management major. And he was always, he never really prioritized this show. So I said, you know what, dude, like, look, you may love sports, but if you don't want to be on this podcast, it's a commitment. So don't, it's, it's fine. But anyways, Brian Mucker. Um, also what else, another issue that we had was uh, I was practically reading off our, we have like a script, a rundown kind of thing. And he, and I, I basically read all the like off that and my grammar was a little off. So I said, welcome to fumble Ruski podcast. Grammat- the grammatically correct way to go about it would be the fumble Ruski podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, you could tell you could you could hear the nerves. All right. So a lot is going on. So we'll get straight to the headlines. Um, COVID scheduling, COVID scheduling. There's been yeah. a lot of chaos going with that the ravens continue to struggle the steelers have suffered another issue here so i was reading off the headlines you as you can see when you're reading off headlines you're reading off facts and how many facts did you hear right there like how many things like like actual news that happened were this were the ravens struggling at the time i believe they were but like if you're going you can't just say you say the Ravens have lost X games out of X games. You don't just say they've been struggling because that's technically an opinion. Also, like you, you, let's just let's keep going. Loss. The NFC East is terrible, but is it also good? Is it? It's the the NFC East is terrible, but is it also good? Is that a headline? Is oh, that a headline? No. No. Nope. Not at all. Patriots reach 500 and they're picking up steam and the Rams take over the e- NFC West after the win. Ah, oh, just this is this whole thing. It's, it's painful. It's as painful to listen to as it is you guys listening to it right now. And uh, yeah, uh, let me, let me go through, let me go through. I want to get to wherever Tuck is talking. Don't don't do me like this. Don't don't do me like this. <laughs> you're pro- you honestly, Tuck. I've I've gone back to listen to this. You you were actually pretty. Because fine. now there's a lot of injuries going on. A lot of players are being are so. Um, uh, trying to find it. So, a big question: Will they use a bubble? Um, I don't think so. Uh, Adam Schefter reported over the weekend. Uh, he Goodell has no plans of a playoff. I'm trying to find the point where, where I'm just looking for positive point um, where Tuck is introducing himself. Remains, they had a lot, lots of positive cases. So um, the NFL they botched this, um, and I can give you a million reasons as to why. So they wound up canceling eight OTAs and preseason. Um, and they had to do, and because of that, real changes going on between the Ravens and 
a lot of other teams because of it. Uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to get to. I'm trying. So COVID. All right. Well, I'm. I'm trying to get to some some point where Tuck is talking. But uh, yeah, it's safe to say that we we've come a long way since then. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean that's going to happen after a hundred episodes and how many, how many specials? I believe we've had like four or five specials. We did a Tom Brady coming back to uh, New England in that one Brady versus Belichick game that uh, I had CJ on for before he was even on the team. CJ was a guest and he was a Patriots fan and I just wanted to get his, his thoughts, but I've had, we've had a few specials. Um, I just want like, so I just want, we're a little, we're, we're going, we're a little short on time, but I just want to get what you got, like what you guys were think were thinking when you guys first joined our podcast. What was what was your thoughts on on our uh, on our show where we were what the direction we're headed and where do you see us now? Real see quick you. though. No, Tucker, you go first. I want to end this. Like re- real quick though, because I want to I want to I want to I, w- I want to end right. the the show here. Well, me and Adam can certainly attest to we've certainly come a long way from where we started to where we are now. Yeah. I mean that that'll sum things up pretty quick, pretty uh, simply. CJ, I mean you you joined us fairly on the later side. Mm. Uh, I believe it was it was almost a year in. So you've been with us for about what like eight nine months, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do want to say one thing. Yeah. What's up? Uh, you know we we like to thank our fans. You know Adam, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but we have over a thousand. Uh, followers nine or a hundred uh, thousand and ninety two that's that's awesome but adam i want to thank you man you brought me onto this you i used to have a podcast and you heard it and you said hey can you join us and i'm like and every day like man i i'm just happy you included me man and it's and i think the future is really bright for us i really do and we're gonna release a lot of exciting new content in the coming years and to that select few i would like to say thanks the grass is greener. You know who oh, you are. And I'm happy to be with Adam and Justin, all of our co-hosts. This long live the Fumble Ruski podcast. Yep. And we will never die. What, what was that WWE? That WWE? It, well, I'll say skit because sorry for you <laughs> WWE fans. Um, it was like it was like one of the older guys. He's like, I will never retire. That's us. Rick Flair. Rick Flair. I, is it Rick Flair? Yes. He goes, I will never retire. That's going to be us. This thing is not going anywhere for a long time. And uh, yeah, but, but I mean, CJ, I mean, I appreciate, ha- I appreciate you being one of being part of this show because you're, I mean, you have a gr- not trying to blow smoke up your ass or anything. Believe me. I've I've dumped all over plenty of your opinions during our time, but I mean, but I mean, dude, you have a great radio voice and you were the logical choice to have on this show. And uh, uh, you've been a great addition. And Tuck, dude, I mean, you are you're a you're you are a co-founder like you. You started this with me. So you've been here since day one. And the reason I appreciate you being here so much Number one, 
is you're not even a sports broadcasting major, not even a communications major for that matter. You're a psychology major and you're sticking, you're sticking with us. And I, I appreciate that so much because it's not, it's not your career field, but you just, Mm -hmm. you're just doing it for the love of the game. And that's what I love. And this, and because of that, this is going to go on for a very long time. And of course, my last thank you is to the fans, the listeners out there, the followers where that just went over a thousand in the, in the past seven months over, uh, in the past seven months, 100, 115 or more downloads in seven straight months. That is just incredible. And we we really could not be be going today if it wasn't wasn't for you guys. So big plans is also big plans coming up. We're gonna we're gonna get to all of it soon, but big plans coming up for this next season. This will be our third season, second full season going in uh in the NFL. And uh I can't I really cannot wait for this upcoming season. This is gonna be great. But do you guys have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? CJD, I, I have one more. Yep. That I will never retire. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go. That's how you end it, baby. Let's go. We're we're never we're not going anywhere. I promise you that. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be t- sure to tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7.30 on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our, uh, we also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week over and out. <laughs>